All right. All right. We're ready to go. <laughs> we're ready to go, but I'm laughing because I'm already pissed at the Chet Holmgren take that you're gonna have with me today. And I know you. <laughs> I know you're gonna be. You're gonna be just using these tires up, and I'm gonna be right, right upset right away, instantly. I uh, know. If there's one thing I've learned, you can't overreact to summer league. But man, the kid looked good. Um, welcome to the details podcast. Uh, it is Wednesday. It is Hump Day. It is the middle of the week. Um, James and I are just laughing right now because, um, literally the moment we stopped recording James, Woj and Shams dropped the news that Kevin Durant demanded a trade. And then the moment I was like, oh my God, do we do just a quick emergency podcast? But I'm like, let's let this thing breathe. Let's see what rumors came out. And, you know, if you're a Raptors fan, um, you know, there is some optimism, um, but still some hurdles to be, uh, to, to, to address here. Um, what I, but what I, you know, what I find fascinating, James, kind of before we got into, you know, the, the scope of the, the, you know, of what he wants and, you know, what teams are potential suitors for him is like, it's funny how free agencies completely on pause right now you know mm. as soon as in it was announced like there was like a couple of guys that went back where we expected them to go back like i think the the overall consensus of free agency right now is a lot of people just went back to you know where they're comfortable with but it's just interesting interesting to see that deandre ayton is is on standby because of all this right because he it yeah. might affect his decision and where he goes and you know there's a there's potential that he could be part of an, a son's package but it seems like the nets don't want him um i'm just i'm just fascinated how one player and i I mean, this happened with Kawhi too, when Kawhi said, you know, that he was going to move on and there was other teams in the mix besides the Raptors, um, how just everything is just taking a standstill and everyone's just spectating right now. Yeah. It's like almost like, well, this is kind of like the, the whole negative of having like so much freedom and so many, so many people wanting so many different things all at the same time, because now you, you have teams probably just always posting for situations like this. Cause you don't know it when on a Monday afternoon, when KD is going to be like, all right, here we go. Like, I want out. And yeah, like, of course, this is kind of the first domino that has to fall. No, like, I think what I, what I, I'm honestly just confused by everything about it so far, but what I'm most appreciative about it is I feel like the way that this is gone has been utmost respect to the fact that this is a living legend, a, a, a living potential top 10 guy here. I feel like it's, it's not really, no one's really going to get that mad at me for saying that. Like, you know, people are saying either it's 51st picks or four all-stars. It's like, yeah, this, this is, but then at the same time you have everyone waiting because I bet you there's 10 teams like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I, the reason I, I think you're talking about the hall is like Rudy Gobert, your favorite oh. NBA player ruined everything for everyone now in the NBA. Cause they're like, if Rudy Gobert is worth, you know, four unprotected first round picks and a slew of players, then what the hell is Kevin Durant worth? And like, I think that's the Raptors dilemma right now. It's where it's the Nets want a young budding player. And if you're going to talk about a young, a potential that's rising star, you gotta, you gotta talk about Scotty Barnes and sort of uh, any sort of deal that you tr- package over to the Raptors. Well, let's nip this in the butt right now. I think the Raptors' momentum is great, but it's not going to happen. Because, look, you're going to have to give him Scotty and don't give him Scotty. That's kind of where I stand. I don't know, I don't know how, how you feel about it. Like, whatever the package is, it's got to involve Barnes. And if you're the Raptors, you're not moving Barnes. Like, that's an untouchable for me. Personally. It's funny because in the moment when I heard it, I'm like, 
four years of Kevin Durant, uh, like that means at least I, maybe one championship in that window. Like, yeah, sure. give it. I've, I'm, I wasn't, yeah, but because I've I'm right. become enamored and, uh, you know, just like everyone else, I've fallen in love with Scotty Barnes and I, I love, you know, the upside of him. But then the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, there's no promise that Kevin Durant stays in those four I'm not years, doing that. right? And I also think that, you know, you have a young team um, and you have a great nucleus. And if Scotty Barnes is going to be something, then you have the great, you have the right pieces around him to, to get to that point. And um, you, you make a great point. Like if you're the Nets, you don't do a deal if you're not getting Scotty Barnes, but if you're the Raptors, you don't do a deal if you got to give up Scotty Barnes. So, yeah. And, and that's why I think that's as far as this, this thing will go. I think it's, it's a great speculation. It's, it's cool. I'm sure he would have been down for it. Look, I think you and I both understand the fit there. Again, it's KD. I, I understand the fit. If it's you and me out there as, as, as two of the five guys. So like, I'm, I'm not talking anything against it or whatever, but I'm saying just look, it's, it's a square peg round hole. In my opinion, I, I would be absolutely shocked if the Raptors gave up Scotty Barnes. And I would be absolutely shocked if the Nets just moved him for like Fred. Mm, like, yeah. you, like, you, like, so I, I just don't see that ever happening. I, I think the Raptors is a wash. Yeah. Cause I, you know, the irony of all this is, you know, when Scotty's name was announced on draft day, everybody's like, really? Like we were supposed to get Suggs. Like, Suggs was supposed to be the guy. And now it's like protect Scotty Barnes at all costs. And Hey, Bro, listen, you, I'm, I'm one yeah. of those guys. I was so disappointed Gotta when we be. didn't get Suggs because Suggs was a gamer, right? He was yeah, the perfect, yeah. you know, heir parent to, to Kyle Lowry, same mold, the same toughness, all that sort of stuff. And that's not to say that, you know, Suggs still can't be a player eventually. Um, but to see the, the early um you know the early uh, what's the word i'm looking for the you know you got you you saw you saw the benefits that come with scotty with taking him as Man. um you're you reaping all those up right so Look. i think that it, it's just it's just too hard to part with a guy like that especially after a rookie of the year campaign <laughs> so there's 10 here there's 10 factors right now that are and i'll immediately stop this discussion for everyone's and everyone's head rookie contract Young, youthful, already instantly walked into the to the team playing 35 plus minutes. So that's what you're only going to ever expect out of KD, if not anything less, right? So you're going to get more minutes out of him. Um, you can honestly say he won rookie of the year with maybe scratching 60% of his potential. Like no one's, no one's watching him this year being like, that's as good as he'll ever be, right? Mm -hmm. And so on top of that, you have a kid that's loved by the like community already. And the Raptors have a history of not really retaining superstars here. And you've now fallen under this guy that has like an absolute energizer bunny for 48 minutes that can defend one through five. So at, at bare minimum, he's going to play 48 minutes for you all the time, which is literally the most valuable thing ever and can guard one through five. Like, yeah. Honestly, it doesn't matter if you gave me LeBron and KD, I'm not giving you Scotty Barnes, bro. Scotty Barnes is like, when you talk about trade value right now, I think you got Mobley, same thing, like, I'm hanging that phone up. No, I'm not giving you Mobley. What are you talking about, dude? These guys we, these guys could be you, KD. We don't even know. Like, they could they could surpass you. This is a different game today. Like, if Scotty Barnes has a three-point shot in two years, going to be a playmaker. This guy's going to average a triple-double when he wants to while defending one through five, and the Raptors will be a contender. So, like, we don't have to do anything. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I mean, if you, you have all the pieces around him for him to, to thrive right now, right. You got two all-stars and Pascal and Freddie, you got an emerging star in Gary Trent, who's proven, you know, on any given night, he can drop 20 plus, um, you know, OG didn't have the healthiest season, but he's a great, I, I, there's, there's, there's just way too much now. There's way too much there to kind of, you know, rupture and, 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 you know, stir the bag of what they have here. Like if you're going to bring in a guy like KD, you need to have, you know, at least 80% of that continuity. If you're, if you're going to, you know, fickle with it. Yeah. hundred percent. That's why I think like the teams that are in it are interesting ones. Like, Mm. So because the, they're saying, yeah, go so ahead. Just, hit me. just so you know, right now, the, the names that are consistently coming up are Phoenix, Miami, Golden State, and then Toronto, right? Uh, uh, you know, reuniting, you know, Durant Golden with his State. old pals out at Golden State. <laughs> that one's weird to me because it then makes you're the like, most sense. It's the it makes the funding. most sense because you can get Poole and Wiggins back, but it's just like such a slight well, on Wiggins. Poor guy, like was, you know, run up to Steph Curry and MVP voting, and then you're going to ship him off to the Nets. Man, think about pairing Wiggins with Wiseman. Hmm. Mm. and keeping pool <laughs> if i'm like i'm in if, i'm doing that and I, I agree with you but if i'm the nets i want pool i want pool back because you could potentially lose Kyrie. so i want another guard Dude, you right? get you get an all-star starter last year and yeah but the, the we know that comes pick. with an asterisk the, whoa, 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 but we know that comes with an asterisk though why? come on we both know two that. weeks ago or three weeks ago you were trying to give him the goddamn finals MVP i wasn't i just said there was a yes, case were, to be made came, oh, i said there was a case to be made you had a sign outside no no don't you dare don't you dare rewind get the outside jurassic park i got the receipts i said there was a case to be made there's a full-fledged case to be made he you know was one of the best in that playoff series and he held down tatum all that stuff but i think a lot of that is because of you know the attention that he doesn't he have no trade value to. then i don't say he's i don't say he doesn't have trade value but, but i don't think saying, he's so think he's, about he's this not though. you know all-star how the nets star, want you know what the, yeah you know what the nets want to all they want an all-star caliber player and future so i'll give you an all-star caliber player, all-star starter last year, which mm-hmm. again, even still all-star caliber, say he's top 24 because he was an all-star starter, which is top five. And then I'll give you Wiseman, his number two pick that hasn't even scratched the peak of potential. And I'll throw in three picks. Boom. You can even take Moody too. Yeah, take like, Moody too. Th- think about this though. Like I'm not doing the, the deal most... unless I game pool in Wiggins. That's me. But even still, so, th- so think about this. No matter what Golden State would have to give up, they're going to be able to obtain a Wiseman Kaminga or oh, a yeah. Pool Moody or a like they're going to still have a bench. They yep. just won the goddamn thing. You're going to plug and play a guy instantly with Looney as well. Like that's such a it's instantly still the most unbelievable team in the league. I I think if you have a chance to keep Pool, I would I would go I would give you Kaminga, Wiggins, Wiseman and the house for for if for picks you know i'd be i'd be calling less sneed and trying to take his freaking motto fuck them picks yeah. i was give you fucking 22 23 24 25 26 and I, and i would get this thing done because look like i think we praise them for staying relevant and like it's great that you were able to get back here and still win but there's a whole lot of asterisks on everything when you really break everything down here like the phoenix Most suns kind of like phoenix kind of laid an egg for you that didn't really work out. LeBron's kind of out of commission right now. Like LeBron and AD are out of commission. Milwaukee kind of screwed up without having Chris Middleton. So you got a young Celtics team in the finals. Like there's a lot of different avenues where that doesn't go your way. So the realistic, like the real, the reality of it being like, if you get KD, you now control your fate. Like two years ago, we knew like we would be like, yeah, like that's on one side. So who's going to be on the other side? <laughs> hmm. So, so what is what happens with Kyrie and all this? We touched based on it l- last week, right? Kyrie inked that extension. We talked the day after. 
And we thought, oh, maybe this is like KD and Kyrie saying maybe we'll run it back one more year or whatever. But then it was the complete opposite. And that I think that's another part of the storyline that I'm fascinated. Like what happened behind the scenes? Was it something with Sean Marks? Was it, you know, how they handled the whole Kyrie situation? Was it how they handled the Harden situation? Um, mm. What happened that, you know, ended up tipping Kevin Durant to the point that saying like, I, I just like, this is not conducive for me. Like, this is just not working out for me anymore. Um, like this, and it, it just seems like all the only team that wants to take on Kyrie right now, or at least the only team that Kyrie wants to play for is the Lakers. Yeah. It's a, it's an incredibly interesting question. And I would love to know the answer to it. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear it on a pod some at some point in the next six months, but cause I, you know what, you know what my first tweet was after the, 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 um, the, the, the the trade demand was announced. Was, yeah. I said, I feel so bad for Steve Nash. Like, oh, it's the worst. crazy. Because, like, pre-pandemic, I, hey, this man. looked like the team to be dealt with for a couple of years, right? Look, you play your cards right here. You might have a squad still. <laughs> it might be a... Well, the Nets, but the Nets are, are, are moving forward as like business as per usual, right? Like they, they went ahead and got TJ Warren, right? So a guy that I mean. you, you're, you're willing to take a flyer on. I know you're very high on him. They Definitely. brought back Spleety Claxton, who was great for them. And they brought back Patty Mills on a two-year deal. Look, Ben Simmons is, has something to prove. If you, mm. if you could, if you could flip, like, I think the Lakers thing is interesting, but I think it's a whole lot of talk and a lot of speculation. And once LeBron, like if LeBron talks at a room, volume it's screaming and when everyone else talks it gets quiet so i just think that that's why that's always like kind of caught up i think dallas is a really interesting one i think the whole storyline about bringing dinwiddie back hey like you kind of got shipped out because this guy anyways like let's just kind of reconcile it one to one him with luca would be great i think the state of texas would be great for Kyrie. i think that would be (laughs) that would be beneficial for him off the court um (laughs) I think that's I, a I think great that's, point. That's, that's a good fit too. And then I look again, like if, if you're the Nets and you can say, Hey, flip Dinwiddie to me, here we go. Now say, even let, let's say Phoenix, if I can get Mikel Bridges, Yandre Ayton, one other guy on a pick here, I got Ben Simmons. I got Dinwiddie here. I got young core with these three coming across. Like I still got Joe Harris who's a top, whatever shooter. I like TJ Warren off the bench. Like this is a decent team in the East. Like they could potentially have something. We've always been curious what a team would look like if Ben Simmons is running ship. And if you, if you want to let DeAndre Ayton run with him, Mikael Bridges, man, I would, the thing with the Phoenix deal for me is that if you're the Nets, like I think the Nets are stupid by not valuing those three enough. Like if, if the deal is Ayton, Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges and a pick, whatever, uh, whatever's on top, Mikael Bridges to me, like, man, in today's day and age, you, you got a guy that can play three, four, guard one through five, hit some threes. Like, sure, he's not I, – I, we're not going to piggyback off of him to win an NBA championship. I understand that. I'm not expecting that by any means. But I will never have to take this guy off the court. Mm. <laughs> like, he can play it forever. So, to me, that's just, like, so valuable to pair with a guy like Ben Simmons. When you have two of those defenders on, on the same defense, like, I love this. All right? Like, I'm talking myself into a Nets – far and away above 500 team maybe a five seed yeah i it's just so ironic because this is now the second time for this nets franchise where you know they went all in on a certain particular trade right obviously kg and paul pierce at the tail end of their career darren williams is already there and then i'll sorry go ahead (laughs) man like what would you have done dude KD and Kyrie walked up to you, signed yeah, no, yeah. nothing, zero bucks. I agree with you. I agree with you. I just, I'm just talking about the bad luck. 
for sure there's bad luck and everything and like sure we can all shun the nets and be like oh the nets suck haha it's like bro we all like every other franchise would have done the same goddamn thing and probably mm-hmm. gotten taken down the same goddamn path because like the, the, the knicks were ready to do the same thing right they want exactly. to take them off guys like it's not i'm not blaming anybody i'm not even blaming nash i'm not blaming anybody in the nets like look what you, look what the lakers are doing right now it's like look you're palenka you're like yeah fuck you know, maybe it wasn't the best choice to bring LeBron over. There's definitely some hindrances that have caused some shit that's kind of annoying. And it's like, you kind of know that that's coming your way. Like, but at the same time, the Lakers got a ring. So Plinko's going to be like, what? Like, I gave you a ring. And if if you're the Nets, you go, man, we had D'Lo Russell catching highlights on Bleacher Report for two weeks, you know, which was great. But like KD and Kyrie were trying to walk in here and win a championship. Like, I'm not going to say no to this because I have to give them the keys and when you give them the keys, it doesn't necessarily work out. So like, I, I just think it is what it is. And they're still in a position to get a haul back and, and be competitive. And I think that's what the part should be focused on. Right. No, most definitely. No, it's, it's, it's keeping everybody on the edge of their seats. Um, you know, everyone's long weekends were compromised because of this news, especially if you're, you know, a Raptors fan or just a fan in the NBA. Um, but the, the, the domino that really started all this is the go bear trade. And I just, I laughed because I just know how much you love Rudy Gobert. And, um, when I saw the amount that went back from, I could only imagine how much you were be- like, I'm looking at your wall right now and I don't see any holes in there. Cause I, I thought you, for sure you would have been banging your head against something in your house there, but yeah, mm-hmm. Gobert gets traded to Minnesota, uh, for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmora, Walker, uh, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt. And then the big thing was the four unprotected draft picks um uh in the future um quite the haul uh for rudy gobert who you know hasn't made it past the second round in the playoffs um three-time defensive player uh, of the year which i know you have asterisks beside as well um you know what i won't go into the details james just uh speak your mind my man Look like in a I, I could have taken 25 million bingo cards out a month ago and none of them would have had Gobert going for that package and that being what's holding up a KD trade. <laughs> <laughs> um this is a very weird world that we're sitting in here July 6th. Man, <laughs> I like I, I think it's hysterical because the underlying part of this to me is my Celtic fandom and my guy, Danny Ainge, just fleecing dudes across the league. Like this is just, again, line it up on his resume, uh, a classic fleecing by Danny Ainge. Man, he like, does it to your Celtics too, eh? Like, oh, he's absolutely no chill from Danny Just Ainge. robbing Will Hardy right <laughs> under the rug from them? His, his kid works in the damn building. No, so like... <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a little, that's a little just ruthless. Just takes their top hey. assistant, you know, goes to a playoff game. Says I, look, oh, I would slimy. imagine, I would imagine he says winners win, you know, and that's <laughs> something I can respect in a certain light. So, look, I, I think this is just a fleecing. I think, I think Ainge, seeing what how, how that played out, like I bet you there was five to ten offers thrown at them, like, and that they probably were pondering on. And the way that I always hear, like I always just hear Ainge described as like just the most patient old man on like the the porch like he will outweigh you and you will always kind of crumble and make a bad decision mm. and i guess he just pushed over the edge like i'm 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 assuming there was one package with players you know and then a bunch of packages with like a picks and stuff and for him to get four unprotected first round picks 
in an incredibly, incredibly competitive Western conference on a team that hasn't been a top four seed, even in the past two, three years here mm-hmm. to me is like, in like the, the amount of unanswered questions of if cat and Gobert can even exist that well, like, how does that even like, this is a fleece, absolute fleece. Yeah. It's funny because, um, uh, Chris, Chris Vernon over at the NBA ringer show, he said that, um, in terms of efficiency and stuff, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves starting five was within the top five. I think it was something like the Sixers, um, the Ma- no, not the Mavericks, um, the Sixers, maybe the maybe the Suns. I don't know, but you, you're talking about playoff teams, and then you're talking about the Wolves. Like you know, despite what you may think, you know their lineup was pretty pr- effective and pretty efficient, and um, for them just to kind of break up that core now um it's it's quite wild and quite uh you know quite wild to see just in terms of what they had to pay to get Rudy Gobert now defense was one of their biggest issues um but it's just like it's weird because you have what a 20 year old Anthony Edwards and so what you're banking on a lot right now is like Anthony Edwards is going to have an MJ sort of caliber season in the next two three years and take advantage of you know a 30, I don't know how old he's 30, 32 year old Rudy Gobert. And, you know, as time goes by in that contract, you're paying him more and more money as well. So it's just like, it seems like this ownership is just going, putting all in and going, putting all their chips in because they think that this team right now is effective and, you know, can be, you know, a presence in the Western conference. And I mean, these guys could shut us up, but I mean, if we get the same cat that we had in the playoffs, you know, that, you know, disappeared in moments and wasn't relying in a lot of situations like is that really the answer and you know now cat has to change his game um you know uh, we we saw teams daring rudy gobert to stand on the perimeter and 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 play out there right and guys would just would just keep them out there and it's just, it's just interesting like it's just it, i think there's a lot of pressure on rudy right but there's also i think there's a lot of pressure on anthony edwards now yeah like i always respect going balls in like this is this is definitely committed oh, yeah. like these guys are like, yeah, there's a, there's a part of me that respects saying you, you think you're going to win. I get that. But this really feels like, you know, you got like a single pair, like 10 high kind of hand <laughs> going into like, and like, you're like raising the pot, you know, like they're like, no, like, let's go. Like I can compete with the big dogs here. Like, I don't know if this is like, this just doesn't seem like a squad that's going to be able to work it out. And they're not going to, they're not, now they're not that deep. Um, I think a lot of the, like, look at the tendencies with guards that are heavy offensive. Like the mm-hmm. Hawks just gave up all this stuff for a de- a defensive minded pairing. What you have with Pat Bev, like I'm not a big Pat Bev guy by any means, but him with Anthony Edwards was like probably a massive part of that success last year. And now with him gone, that's probably not easy just to plug and play and fill. Um, you know, you know though, what's a, like a underlying move that um, I think will help cover that up is the Kyle Anderson move from Minnesota. Like I really, really like Kyle nice. Anderson in that role, and so I think that's where he fills but that void. Is he that good of a defender on on ball guards? Like Pat Bev was just a menace on right. guards, right? Like right. where Anthony Edwards kind of like always had the like the number two guy, where it wasn't that big of an issue. But now right. it's like who's got that situation for him? But no, it's just. I, I appreciate going all in, but it just feels like you just don't have the pieces to be like actually serious in today's game. I'm, I'm just fascinated by all these NBA teams taking the Los Angeles Rams approach to these draft picks. Like, 
Like, I, how do you feel about draft picks? Do you think that they should just be so expendable? And I, I and the I mean, the unprotected part is the thing that fascinates me the most. I think there's a slippery slope when you look at trade values as like value to value and like, is this equal to this, you know? So like two picks for a stud. So in my, in my head, I'm fine with any move. If you believe that the market value that you could flip for right now, like, can you get four new picks tomorrow? Mm. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you make this move knowing maybe, maybe by worse, you could flip this guy for two first round picks and a stud. If that's how you're thinking about this, I get it. But what I feel like now is like, sometimes people just will literally value only one part of it and be like, Oh, well the odds of us getting a good first round pick and this being good. And it's like, Whoa, man, hold up, hold up, hold up. I get those analytics, but let's look at like the Raptors or the Pistons this year. Like the way the Pistons draft went, you would say went shitty, but it's like, no, you just bounced and got Jaden Ivy and potentially have a pairing for the next 10 to 15 years that you're going to absolutely adore. So mm there is always value in being in this discussion for a draft pick. So I don't necessarily believe in like give everything football's different, right? Like there's just so many people in football. So yeah. I think it's different yeah. basketball. It's like, dude, look at these guys. Like you get a guy one through 15, he can probably walk on and like legit play minutes for you. So right. to move four, like I'd be more interested in moving guys that I'd be more questionable early in their, in their career. Like I'd be more interested to have picks and move on you quicker. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Cause it's fascinating. You really can't evaluate a lot of these trades till the picks go in. Right. And exactly. in most cases, cause like, it's funny, I I'm pretty sure Jalen uh, Brown and Jason Tatum are a product of those, those nets trades, right. Where mm-hmm. um, the nets gave up picks. So in that, in that instance, you're like, wow, what, like what a steal for the Celtics. They were, they, they out Jedi the nets, but I'm sure if we go down to history, there's gotta be scenarios where, you know, teams have fumbled the bag with picks. Well, there's a time where Minnesota had two picks and they had two oh. chances to draft Steph Curry and they didn't Correct. do either. So like whatever deal got you two first round picks was an absolute waste. That's, in probably, that's probably why they got rid of all those picks because they're like, we don't, we have a terrible history of drafting. Which may be in, and that like, look, I, I, I get it that. It was David Kahn. It was, that's a different story, but yeah. But I'm saying like, it's, it's funny to think like you have a bad history of this or like a bad history of that. Like look in the past 10 years, dude, in the past 10 years of our fandom, every roster has gotten a really good bounce one Mm -hmm. like, and it's not, hasn't come from not having any picks. Like you have to have, you have to have something for your future. So I, I, I don't know if you were able to tell me and you, if you're able to protect picks, like, Oh dude, I'll, I I would be the protected pick trader of the world. If I was a GM, (laughs) cause I would be like, man, if you like 15 North, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like I could probably get a free agent for that would produce whatever. And I wouldn't obtain that guy anyway. So I would totally move those. But the fact of the matter, like you see these dudes like have instant impact one through 10. Mm-hmm. So on the other side, the jazz now have made a decision to build around Donovan Mitchell. Uh, we talked about them bringing Will Hardy from the Celtics, who is a highly regarded um, assistant coach. And, you know, it was only a matter of time till he got a gig. Um, but yeah, is, is Donovan Mitchell the guy to build around? Hey bro, if I'm Donovan Mitchell right now and you're like, yeah, we're building like around you. I'd be like, Hey man, I I'm, I didn't sign up for that shit. What the fuck mm. are you talking about? Mm. I, you have Pat Bev now as my guy. I'm out of here, bro. Like, can I, yeah, and like I they, can't they get ship, out here quick enough. And they shipped out Royce O'Neal, right? The whole, and you know, Brian Winhurst uh, memes and, and in the video that he had, um, and it, 
it, it was it was gonna be on the move bogdan's always been in the in the in, in the talks ingles you ingles you resign ingles which is the sneaky sign- best signing in the entire nba preach, bro preach i i'm so Joe ingles being signed by the milwaukee bucks is legitimately like he's gonna get super super paid next year after that it's a great mm. business move by both parties he is gonna absolutely light the lamp for them he's exactly what they need that might be it, to be honest. That's, that that, be that's the weird one because when Joe Ingles got traded to the Kings, I believe, right, for Dante DiVincenzo, right? I think it was a part of that deal or something like that. But anyways, when he was a part of that Portland, deal... No? Oh, Portland, sorry, yes, Portland. When he got traded, the um, the underlying thing was the Jazz are just going to bring him back after he rehabs, right? Like right. This is just like, we're going to do you a favor, get you out of here, and then we'll get you paid when you come back. And the fact that the, the Jazz didn't, fall through with that and maybe Ingles didn't want to go back either seeing as how much they're changing um it is quite fascinating i just don't get why you even have donovan mitchell right now you just got four first round picks over the next like four years so dude flip this guy for another young house and be the worst team in the west and get your own first round picks for the next two years what's the problem with this like i i for the life of me bro i don't know why everyone complicates everything like what in your brain? So it must be just like a job saving thing, which probably can't be the case because this is Danny Ainge's buddy. So they always got to be on the same page, anyways. And if you, again, if you made this deal, you're not thinking to be competitive this year. There's no way that you're going to convince me of that. So mm-hmm. if the actual conversation behind closed doors is like, yeah, no, like we're going to build off you, like this, unless you tell me, unless you tell me the Nets go, hey, we want picks now, right? And now you just move all four picks and two of your own and you get KD over and you get Kyrie too. And now you got a whole new roster, whatever. Sure. Okay, cool. Then you had had a plan. But if you're actually trying to draft these picks, like let's move Donovan to the Knicks. Let's get Topin over here. That's a nice young piece. Try and snag that. Get two more firsts. Suck for two years. Pay some random dudes for stardom. Um, That'll get you another more picks too. Like do a half OKC. What's the, what's the problem? Like you, What's the difference between that and saying Donovan Mitchell, Pat Bev, and Bogdan go out there and win 26 games? Yeah. Win and, 15. and when there's a player like a generational talent like Wen Benyama that's coming out, like why would you not try to, you know, throw all your stones at that and try to get him? Uh, although I, it might be a little bitter for Jazz fans because it's another Frenchman. Um, I just, I just, with the way that he's being touted and I mean, I've seen the footage and he's way better than I even could have imagined based on what everyone was saying. Um, it doesn't make sense. And there's a lot of teams that would, you know, uh, bend over backwards to get Donovan Mitchell. And like, just be fucking realistic with like what it takes to win today. Do you think this is a Dan? No, I was going to say, do you think this is a Danny H thing, but he's, he's done this before. Like he's this in my, in my head, if I'm reading the playbook of Danny Ainge, he's cold-hearted to the media donovan mitchell's my guy unmovable mm. but behind closed doors there's already a deal in place that he really yeah likes. yeah yeah you yeah. know what that i mean and like soon that will get done i do think we're gonna hear soon like whatever team i would love orlando to get into one of these conversations to be honest mm. i would i would just love orlando to be like yo fuck let's let's get in this like we have 10 centers like let's let's freaking throw someone around here and see and see what happens like God, that'd be interesting. But didn't you see Paolo's post? He they they are in the race for De- Kevin Durant current. Oh, Paolo's to him. <laughs> in. I like that though. I, I like that shit, man. Like, if you're a young team right now, right? The obviously the hard part would be like giving an All Star caliber guy, but Orlando, Houston, like, would you, you know, flip a very very highly touted future kid and get this guy back? Like, KD will just complete this is tom brady-esque right like it's not the same thing 
Tom Brady's a different kind of value and a different level of that. Like this is like bringing Aaron Rodgers in. It's mm. like, oh, true. So we just automatically have six wins this season. Like <laughs> yeah. before, before we even snap, like if we have Aaron Rodgers, we have six, six wins. Perfect. Yeah. K, like KD, like you're going to get 35 wins. He's, he's promised you that instantly. Like that cannot be said enough. So I think another sneak one we have to think about is the Bulls. And what particular? The Bulls have. Oh, as a, as a trade destination. Sorry. I thought you meant a move that they made, like sending Mitchell over to the uh, Bulls. Or KD. Or KD. Okay, gotcha. But I, yeah, I, I mean, do think a lot of this Mitchell stuff, and like we said earlier, a lot of this, all this stuff, just it's all revolving around KD. Like once KD goes, like that then opens up, like because 10 teams don't want to move anything right now. Yeah. Because they need assets to be in this conversation. So once this thing falls, then everything else falls. That's why I am expecting a Danny Ainge gets two first rounds and a young guy for Don Mitchell. I'm glad you brought up the bulls because they recently signed Goran Drogic for like 2.8 million and Drogic's been touted by, you know, his, his, his countrymen and, and Luca. And it seemed like that was an easy fit and easy sign. If Mark Cuban yeah. really wanted to bring him, like, I'm curious what Mark Cuban and, and Dallas is doing right now. Um, you know, they, they let Brunson go. Right. And I, I don't even think they had a shot at Brunson. It, you know, with no, all the news think. coming, it sounded like, you know, it was, they didn't even get a meeting with Brunson after, you know, it rumors had come out how much the Knicks were going to give him, but given, you know, La, you know, pa, um, uh, Leon Rose and, you know, the relationship they have with Rick Brunson, who is an assistant coach for, the Knicks and obviously father of of Jalen Brunson as well they didn't stand a chance but it's just like you know you lose someone like that who I'm sure Luca would have loved to kept who makes his job a little bit easier and then you know you have an easy opportunity to make him happy and bring in Nordragic but then they let that slide under them as well and I just I'm just curious what what the Mavs are up to yeah it's 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 a great question I think that they should be a sleeper in this KD conversation too but again I guess it'll just depend on the package but no you're you're 100% right man like I think what we tend to forget though is that sneaky Christian Wood move which mm. I really liked yeah um grabbing Christian Wood grabbing JaVale McGee you can kind of see they're going to be a little bit bigger they know that small ball stuff kind of didn't really like it's great and they can go to it but can't be what they rely on having having Kleber having McGee having Christian Wood, having Powell, like I still think we're undervaluing the effect again of Luca, but there are still a couple, a couple pieces away, but I think it just a situation of bad bounces. Like, I think you're right. They were not in it on Jalen Brunson. I think they're in it on some of these other conversations that we haven't heard about. I think they're probably a sneaky Donovan Mitchell one. Um, but it's, I, you need to move soon. No, like, hmm. If, if you have Luca to plan like this, like, I just think if he's walking by you every day, you got, you got to be able to be like, Hey man, like I'm, I'm, I'm freaking working here. You know, like I'm, I'm making some phone calls and everyone's expendable. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, you know, I, I've got to, I've got to do you, um, a favor and, and we can, we can't let this go without talking about the Celtics and, you know, getting Malcolm Brogdon, uh, you mm. know, Malcolm Brogdon for, mm. for Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, Jawan Morgan, great uh, Nick Stauskas. Yeah. 2023, uh, first round pick. Um, it's 12 top, top 12 protected, but, um, yeah, they, they, they address, uh, an area of their roster, which has been a concern. Uh, but not if you ask Marcus smart, uh, they get a, a downhill point guard who can play defense. Um, and then they also got, De uh, down there. 
Gallinari, sorry. Um, sneaky one too. Which is another sneaky one, but that was rumored for a while. But uh, great, uh, you know, presence off the bench, able to score in bunches. Um, I guess before I get into the nitty gritty of it, um, what were your immediate thoughts? It's a great deal. I think like when you look at the deal part of it, it's great. Like I, I don't think there's really much you can say. Like, I don't look. The Pacers get a pick. That's good for them. They get some young guys. That's good for them. Boston feels a weakness. It's it's a, it's a great deal, kind of both sides. I don't think Boston gave up a ton for what could be Brogdon value. I think we're getting them at a lower value because of his injury history. Um, no, I I love the move, but I don't want to speak out of tune because again, this guy probably hasn't put together sixty games in the last three years. So like I I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of these dudes that play ten at a time. And you know, do we have him next week? No, I, fuck. I don't know. Like, have, have you talked to him? I, I don't know. Like. I, I'm not, I'm not really into that. So I'm not going to love it if he's like how he has been, but dude, everyone in their careers, you know, you never really know the whole story behind it. Maybe it's, maybe he's never been injured before. And then goes on a two injury span of time where he's just randomly coincidentally hurt twice in a row. And now he's going to go on this run where he gives us three seasons that are full and him at his full potential is an incredible basketball player that fits perfect for the team. So to me, the deal's great. Yeah, I think on paper and when I initially saw the announcement, I thought it was great. And I'm like, what's the catch here? Obviously, yeah. they want to give the keys to Halliburton. That makes a lot of sense for the paper oh. Pacers. And so they had to get rid of him. But it was just like that looking back at his injury history and how many games he's played. Right. He's like averaging like 35, 40 games a season. Now, there is a case to be made for last season. Um, you know, the Pacers weren't really in a position to, to, to chase the playoffs. So they were better off resting him um maybe raising his trade value maybe they didn't want to show him too much lingering and limping uh so teams wouldn't be hesitant to take him but that's that's the part that i i want to wait on because if they do get the best version of malcolm Braun, the one that won rookie of the year and surprised a lot of people in, in milwaukee um that this is this has got to be the best team in the east absolutely because he's not that much of a uh, fall off defensively and then mm-hmm. gallinari on top of this man just a great scorer like just a fun give me, give me 15 a night, like give me 15 minutes a night, you know, come in. If you get hot, maybe we'll push it to 20. Um, if, if you're cold, maybe you only get 10. Like he's just, just a really good scorer that you can kind of hide on defense. Cause he's massive and he's just like a, basically a center now. So no, I, both moves are incredible. You're not moving anything else. Again, if we're talking topic of the day here, I'm all in on a JVKD trade because I'm done with this guy fucking oh, dribbling damn. the ball off his damn okay. shins. I'm pissed <laughs> off, bro. I go, I don't want to see this dude in the finals dribbling the ball off his shins going I was out of say, The guy that was probably board. the best performer in the finals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sell high at the value. Get give me give me KD over JV. That's Absolutely. interesting. Wow. What a hot take. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine they are in the mix, but uh, who knows? You never know with the NBA, never man. Know. Can't sleep on the NBA to say the least. Um, yeah. Anything else? I mean, like, you know, there's a couple of free agents that are still, you know, still have to find homes. We, we talked about Aiden. Um, the Harden deal is still not completed. Uh, I mentioned last week um, he declined oh, man, the 47 like- million, um, but that helped uh, with flexibility, right? They brought in PJ Tucker. They brought in Daniel House Jr., who old friends uh there's rumors of eric gordon deal yeah, being worked out from matthias davis yeah literally it's and the Antonio. it's the- it's the Philadelphia Rockets uh, over there in, in Philly. Um, but yeah, the rumor is he'll sign a two or three year deal starting a salary at $35 million range. Um, do you, do you condemn Harden for kind of just like holding back and seeing where the pieces lie before he signs? 
nah, look, this dude's <laughs> looking out for himself. You know, like if, if you're questioning that, like if you're, if you're looking at James Harden to come participate in a team activity right now, like, I think you're just asking the wrong. Well, you're, apparently you're he's in the, the gym tree. already. Eh? Like they're saying that he's in earlier than he usually is. So a scary hours has been a hashtag for 12 months right now. And I have not been scared <laughs> once. So I would love to be, but, um, no, it's, I, I, I don't condemn him. I think he's figuring it out. I think he kind of knows too. He can't be like, oh yeah, actually I'm available. Like I'm hopping over to somewhere else now. Like I think he, they're, they're bringing in PJ. They're going to bring in um, Eric Gordon eventually too. And I think it, where's D'Antoni at? What's, what's the deal with D'Antoni? So he was in the running to coach the Hornets. Um, yeah. I don't know what the latest Did he get thing picked with him, up? Right? I thought, no, he's he's still not he's still he is jobless right now. I if he's think. jobless, I bet you Doc Rivers will be jobless soon too, and then that'll be fixed real quick. Yeah, two the latest news was two weeks ago, and that's when uh, he was sitting down with Michael Jordan for that Hornets job. So, um, yeah, he's uh he's he's looking for work. So yeah, I maybe, yeah maybe he's oh that would be hilarious, man. A full just, I bet like, you it happens. I bet a you it full happens. a full. Rockets reboot in Philadelphia would be quite hilarious. Um, but man, this this is crazy. Like we're held hostage right now by this KD move. Literally, mm. like you're like all of these other moves. I bet you will happen within a 24 hour period following KD. Oh, absolutely. Like Aiden will find a home, right? Harden will sign. Colin Sexton still hasn't signed. Like Dude. I don't know what the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing. So they where, up. where do you think KD ends up, and what is the deal? If there is one, hey, if he ends up somewhere else. Because because Vegas is never wrong, I'm going with Phoenix. I think Phoenix is ultimately the landing spot because of all those pieces you said, right? The Mikhail oh, Br- such a good trade, Bridges, you know, DeAndre Ayton, if they decide. Like, I don't see why you can't pe- put DeAndre Ayton and Ben Simmons together. Like, that's a fun team. And then you have Bridges. Um, I think ultimately, I think it's the Suns or the, the, the Nets. I think we go into training camp with, with him mm. being a net and they'd have to figure out some other point. Um, Give me two first round picks, Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Aiden. And I don't think there should be a question on either side. They won't take anything less than, than less than three picks. It has to be three or four. So picks. three, no I would do three. Yeah. Three. If you can do three, three players, definitely. three picks, I would do that. I would stamp that thing in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. KD, I, Devin Booker and CP three. We're instantly well, that's the other part. In. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like they want Booker in the trade. I'm like, you're not going to get Booker in that trade. Are you no. dumb. <laughs> but obviously my fingers are crossed for like, it, for me, we never talked about like what I would be happy with, but like, again, I don't know if the, the nets would go, would be down for this, but it'd have to be a package around Gary Trent jr. OG and an OB, a bunch mm-hmm. of picks and then another salary filler. Um, whoever that not might Pascal. be. I feel like it has to be Pascal too. Do I have to give up OG and Pascal? Well, when you say OG and Gary Trent, have you have you given me an All Star caliber player? OG, no, I, I haven't. Well, that's I guess Pascal would have to be that guy, right? I think I think you, I think you gotta go Pascal, OG, and three picks. So I don't know if I can do that, dude. If the if you're the Raptors, I I I, I love that you're in on this. I love that you're in on this. Mm. But this one just doesn't really make sense for you. It mm. Just doesn't. You have a really good nucleus, like. I, I, I want a pissed off guard. Like what's the price of Donovan Mitchell? Can I get Donovan Mitchell for a half of this price? Yeah, One yeah, third yeah. of this price. Like that's a much more intriguing option for me for the Raptors. I think you would have to move so much and be competitive right away. Where if you get a guy like Donovan Mitchell, you can still just ease these dudes along and let Scotty Barnes like become his own player. 
Yeah, most definitely. Um, so are you ready to talk about how Chet Hogram is the future of the NBA? <laughs> Summer league, bro. Summer league. Quite an impressive stat line, man. 23.7 rebounds, four assists, six blocks, which was a summer league high. And apparently he's going to break that later. And I think it was like 89% shooting. Um, yeah, looked in- incredible in his debut. Uh, you know, the thing that surprised me seeing Giddy, uh, Giddy playing in the summer league. I'm like, what else does Giddy I, have to prove? I don't know what the hell is going on in this team. Even Poku are... was playing like... The yeah, Poku's from... A... <laughs> like, dudes, uh, yeah, because literally the whole team, the average age is 21. So like... They don't even have enough people to field either roster unless they use the guys that are in the actual roster, I bet. So, yeah, right. I don't know. This is crazy. To yeah, me, it was like, quite well. I'm just waiting, waiting waiting, for the clip of a real big man to just put his fucking shoulder in the chest of this dude and end his night. See what <laughs> yeah, happens. Like, You're like, talking about Chad, Chad obviously. <laughs> are you not like, are you like, come on, is, this, is he not going to just get absolutely like the six blocks thing is a great piece to go off last night and when you're playing in a very non-physical game and like what's almost like pickup it feels like in summer league and a very lower talent i can totally see that i'm not trying to like downplay it yeah but like when al horford's gonna just be like hey dude come on we're going out of the post now you know what i mean like no like is this not just always it's gonna happen every night by everybody i think any smart big man is just gonna be like all right dude let's go to this block and see what's up here yeah yeah, it is. It is quite fascinating. Um, no, but it was expected. Like even Keegan Murray, the, uh, the the Kings pick, had a great debut as well. And the Suns were, I mean, uh, the Suns, the Kings are ready to say that we're gonna have a forty game win season this season. As soon as they're walking out the door, so that was really funny. There was a time. There was a time where if you're good in this, usually it's a bad sign. No. Yeah. Well, I think Markel Fultz is probably the best example of that. He had an incredible <laughs> summer league, and then how did that turn out? Right. So, um, there was definitely great examples. Stuff. Yeah. I still got yeah. some stuff. Still got some stuff, Markel. I, I'm, I'm high on Markel Falls still, too, so it should be interesting. Oh, you want some breaking news right now? Hit me. The Panthers are acquiring former number one overall pick, wow. Baker Mayfield. Let's jump wow. universes here right now. Wow. 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 Damn. Poor, your, poor, your guy, Sam Darnold. Man, I feel bad. I is that feel what the deal bad. is? No, well, I mean, no, the, the uh, Darnold's not in the deal. I'm just, oh, maybe he is in he the deal, right? In the he deal. has to be in the deal. I would love to know what the deal is um for a conditional 2024 fifth round draft pick the deal's pending physical it's just for a pick wow conditional wow. pick it took that long for a conditional pick for this to happen that's interesting i i i wonder if the the browns just really wanted a quarterback in return and nobody was giving willing to give anything up who's well, their, that's why who's their quarterback now because sean's definitely not playing Jacoby Brissett, baby. Is it actually? Oh my god, yeah. that's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh Joshua Dobbs, I believe. Joshua Dobbs. Wow. Well, that's fun. At least we didn't miss that. <laughs> Baker to Carolina, man. Look, I know I probably sung this praise about a couple quarterbacks that weren't at their best at their first spot. If you've watched Baker May- Mayfield play only in the NFL, and if you can only remember what's happened in the NFL, mm. you'll have seen a quarterback play in a system that is by no means his natural one yeah um this is like a west coast dude that is like a russ like not russell wilson style but west coast kind of style thrower drew Brees, quick three steps get it out you know what i mean like move it around the field use everybody um take your deep shots when you get them mm. kind of quarterback if he's in that kind of system where this is like this is up his alley now this is a, this is what i would call so this is funny like the 
the reason why I, wa- I wanted to know if Sam Darnold was in the trade is because Sam Darnold coming from USC from a pro style, I think he would plug and play at Cleveland real nice because he's not asked to do a ton when they're actually so pro run heavy and he actually probably knows those checks much easier. When you're like a when you're a West Coast quarterback, you're not used to like checking on a based on like linemen as much as opposed mm-hmm. to like in the West Coast, you can kind of leave that up entirely to the linemen, where in a power run heavy, you got to be super involved in that, which is a much, much different thing. So he's going to an incredibly perfect fit for him, which is massive for me. There's a real shot here that this guy lights it up this year. The there's pieces a, like, are there's there. There's a real chance. There's a they real, got a, real, real they chance. Got a great, they got a great defense. They got some great wideouts. Um, if Christian McCaffrey can play at least, Man. you know, a quarter, no, seven, like a you know, 75% of the season, um, they could definitely be a good and fun team. And I mean, that second spot in the NFC South is open. Like, so like no, a, this off the field stuff has taken a lot. Of, this dude can sling it. He is an athlete. He can make decisive decisions and he's played in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's a legit dude. This is yeah. a legit dude. No, it's a good haul for the Panthers after coming up short on, you know, guys like Russell Wilson and some of the other guys that they wanted. Um, I know that they were, you know, one considering pick. one pick. Yeah, that's all they had to give up, which is wild. That's Unless, nothing. Yeah, that's fun. Well, I'm glad we, we didn't miss that breaking news because it would have been a bummer if uh, we had ended the podcast and I'd have to text you and say that. I was, I, I was hoping you were going to tell me KD was already moved. I was like, Oh, God. can you imagine that, that irony in that? Um, you know, the best part is the, the Browns and the Panthers play game one. So that, that I'm sure that'll be flexed to, um, you know, an early game. So everyone can watch wow, that, that too. Could, good for dude, Baker. That's a good for Baker. That's a make or break narrative game right away. Yeah, you, it really is. If you, right? if you come out, throw 500, you might have the year of your life. You come out for four picks. You might be gone by week three. I was going to say, <laughs> if you're betting, you might want to hammer both, right? Hammer how many turnovers <laughs> like and hammer extremes. yards, right? Yeah. So you're covered on both ends. You hedge both bets. <laughs> All right. Um, were you, were you happy with uh, UFC 276? I know a lot of people were upset that it went the distance. and was kind of boring, but I guess that's yeah. his style as well, right? It's tough, man. This is the thing with UFC. Like, you got to be in it. Exp- like, I, I get that the on the you know every basic fan. I I want to see blood. I want to see knockout. That's it. Only thing I like. Well, you got to appreciate the mixed martial arts part of it, um, and and enjoy that aspect. But you also got to appreciate like when you're a champion in the UFC. Okay, you have you have your show money and your win money when you're fighting the UFC, right? So your show money could be. 30k and then you win money 30k so your total night 60 or 15 50 or 100 100 whatever it may be when you're a champion and you have a belt your show money gets like tripled Mm -hmm. and then you you get the fight money no matter what i believe so you get both money both pools no matter what and on top of that you also get pay-per-view points so when you're a champion now right like one you don't want to lose a fight ever anyways Mm mm-hmm on top of that, the financial value in you having this belt and not losing this belt is quantifiably incredibly large. So, like, for Izzy, like, he's never going to put himself in a position where he's going to get fucked up. But it, that contender, if the way the kind of world works, eventually, right, like, in that fight, the guy's going to realize, okay, I'm the contender. I got to make something happen here that's when something gets opened up and either he knocks it out or he gets knocked out. And that's when we like the highlights and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get these draws where man, can is just like a super sound fighter. And he's not, I like that. I'm not going to make that stupid move. So you get these kind of like slower, not, not as fun fights to watch. And then usually this kind of turns off fans and somehow loses them. But for me, it was very enjoyable. 
still. Um, that is the most incredibly confusing puzzle in an octagon that seven foot, nine foot wingspan, whatever the hell is he can cover. He stands all awkward. He can kick your head off from eight feet away. It's like the biggest nightmare ever. Like if you could ever put yourself in a picture of fighting that guy, it would be terrible. So to me, like anyone getting in the, in the octagon with him is just an absolute legend anyways. That's what I was thinking when I was watching that fight the entire time. It's just like, I don't know what the style is called, but when you got your arms up and the one out arm just stays out the whole time and he's literally pushing him and the guy's trying to swing, but it's just like, he can't even get past his arm. Right. And this is usually what makes you so unique and fun and a stud. Like if you remember Conor McGregor and his heyday and a lot of, a lot of the super nerdy MMA people will say Conor McGregor gotten worse after that boxing match because he turned more into a boxer Uh... and less into an MMA fighter. So he kind of slowed down his feet. But you remember that famous Jose Aldo knockout? Connor's literally like bounding, like like a foot radius, right? And like, just think about fighting that. It's like, God, this sucks. Like, where? What is this guy doing? Like, when? And then Izzy can literally roundhouse kick you from a legitimate seven to eight feet away and clip you in the chin. So you don't want to get too close. And it's just an absolute nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to say the least. Um, anything else I'm missing before we uh, we cut you off here? I I'll I'll give you the, the live golf um opinion. Okay. I watched I watched that um I I tend to watch golf on, on the weekend sometimes just during the day. But the PGA one this weekend sucked. Like there was no one in the field. So it was so happened to be the same weekend as a live golf event, which I think is a terrible look anyway. Just saying PGA, figure your stuff out. You gotta get your boys at least make some competition there. I feel like they would have won that ratings massively. But man, the sports washing vibe is is emphasized. These that reporter, everybody said everyone was having the best time in their life, and everything is so fun, and everything about this event is so fun and great, and live golf is fun and great. Like the words "fun" and "great" were <laughs> reiterated like two thousand times over like a two-hour broadcast. Like, dude, it was crazy. Like. It was just it like it literally completely... got to the point where you were actually cognitively being like, I wonder if somebody briefed them in the morning and was like, Hey, by the way, you know, a bunch of murderers fund this. So like, <laughs> let's, let's fucking juice it up. Right. Everyone's having a good time. Okay. Make sure you say that right. a lot. Like it was crazy, dude. It was so obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd like to say that there, I guess it sounded like a really a Homer broadcast, right? Like crazy. It was almost like there was a gun to their head. <laughs> like, Ironically to, enough. To be honest, when I watched it, I, I think they're doing a lot of things better than the PGA. I think mm. they have, I think they actually have something here. Honestly, I, I'm just being an unbiased. Again, I, I'm, I have no personal opinion or whatever, all that stuff. I'm not involved in that. I'm just saying. You're not being cut. An entertainment product. You're not being cut the Abu Dhabi oil check, eh? No, I wish. <laughs> no, I'm but I'm, I'm saying like, this is a com- com- complete entertainment product value it's very good that's shotgun good. start right because you have a you have a start time and an end time this is the first time now in golf where you, i can actually tell you to like sit for a period and you, you're gonna catch everything one right. being on youtube to me is like just so smart because you can actually get the rewatches like people will go to youtube and re whether or not you oh, do live that is smart dude like if it's only a couple hours right you can go back and then speed through it and get it done half an hour and be completely caught up like to me, that's an incredibly intelligent move, but the 
ridiculousness of the positivity was just stupid. Like, <laughs> and, and you can tell they're trying to commentate differently because when you watch a PGA tour event, right. It's like listening to a, a group of like grandfathers talk, you know what I mean? Like talk about like chess strategy slowly. Was it like on CB? Like what, what network's covering it? I don't even know. I think it's on the zone, but I watched it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, DAZN, so that would make a lot of sense. So right. it streams a lot. Yeah. I think I, it would make sense. Right. And that's what that I said. Ton of sense. The, the premier league stuff, which is the right. same backing guys. So, but the YouTube thing to me, man, like I, I'm sure, you know, you would know the power of that more than I would understand it. Like to me, that just opens up. Like, why isn't everything like, I don't understand why everything isn't on YouTube at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're heading that direction, right? I mean, it started with base, uh, Apple plus grab and the baseball rights. I mean, then we're going to get Thursday night football and prime video. It's just a matter of time till, you know, we're able to just watch this. So do you think you're going to like that better? Or do you think that you're going to like, so are you going to miss the times where you made yourself get to that couch by 8 PM or I don't think it makes a difference if I watch on a streamer or a cable, right? Because I I think the only difference. No, but like rewatch it, rewatch it. Oh, rewatch it. Because if it's on the, if it's on a streaming platform, you'll be able to like, you can come on late and then throw it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I'm the type of person, if I can't watch it in real time, I'm not going to watch it again. I, cause I know, I know, I know a lot of people that go like zero dark 30 for, from one to four. And then I'll be like, Oh, I'll watch a couple of one o'clock games. I'm like, what are you a psychopath? Like who does that? Like (laughs) just be a normal human being, watch the highlights. And unless it like, unless it's your job and you need to study it. Right. Right, Like if you, if you and I are getting paid to do this on a regular basis, you know, FYI for listeners, we're doing these are free. (laughs) Um, I would, I would go back and study the tape and watch it in depth. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Saudi, if you're listening, your boys need some money. (laughs) In two months, this this podcast goes dark, and we do, there's just two new names on a Live Golf Network. <laughs> we're just we're just same the details podcast brought to you by Live. Yeah, that's two, exactly two what aliases it is. though. We no, we just change names. We just go zero dark on it. <laughs> You're the one that goes by one letter, and I'll be I'll be the full name. I'll be Daniel. <laughs> Sunglasses on all the time. <laughs> all right uh james always a pleasure man uh hopefully by the time we talk next week uh we'll have a little more movement and traction in the nba um and uh i'm sure we'll have a 40 point check game that we'll have to break down at some point too so yeah i'm looking forward to it uh take care and uh enjoy the rest of your day my guy pleasure as always man